Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey friends, even though we and my family are dog people now, I actually grew up in a family that loves cats. In fact, my parents still have three cats and they get really upset when their cats are sick. But since they aren't mind readers, they don't always know when their cats are healthy or not. That's one reason they are so happy to have Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly, so no more cat bathroom smell. And as anyone who has ever kept up with a litter box knows, that conventional litter, it gets tracked all over the place. But Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which is great for my parents. It means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can. You know, cats can be pretty mysterious, and it really can be hard to know if they are having any health issues going on. Pretty Litter brings cat people so much peace of mind because the coolest thing about Pretty Litter is that it changes colors to help detect early signs of potential illness in your cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. And Pretty Litter ships free to your door in a small, lightweight bag. You never run out of it, and you don't have that huge container of kitty litter taking up space and stinking up your place. So awesomes, get the world's smartest litter without leaving your home by visiting prettylitter.com and use promo code awesome for 20% off of your first order. That's prettylitter.com, promo code awesome for 20% off. prettylitter.com, promo code awesome. Hey awesomes, welcome to the show. This is Kelly Gordon, not the voice of your lovely normal host, Meg Teets. I'm filling in for her this week with my lovely friend and dear sort of awesome co-host, Rebecca Hoffer. Hello, Rebecca. Hi, Kelly. Surprise, surprise. Fancy meeting you here. (laughs) (laughs) We never get to talk to just to each other, but this is, we're really stepping in awesomes because Meg is dealing with a lot of stuff with her family of origin health-wise, and she just needs to take some time off. So of course, we are always happy to come and talk to you, just Rebecca and I. We have asked in the awesome hangout group on Facebook, what questions you guys might have for us. And as always, you delivered. So we're going to tackle some of your questions today and share a little bit of ideas for this time that we're in right now when expenses are going up because of what's happening in Ukraine and Russia. And so talking about how we can cook on the cheap. Rebecca, I know you have ideas about this. Well, yeah, because if anything, I am cheap. That's so. <laughs> <laughs> not what I was saying. But hey, this is hopefully going to help people get through some days. Also, of course, I love to talk about cooking. So it's, it's a good mishmash of our two personalities. We are so glad that you have joined us right now for this 
Sorta Awesome Show. Okay, awesomes. Here we are. As I said, it's me and Rebecca. We are here to tackle your questions, which is honestly, I feel like I could do this every week. Do you, Rebecca? Oh, yeah, for sure. Except for when the questions are beyond my reach. And it's like, well, you know, oh, yeah. I actually don't know. If somebody else could step in and answer that for me, that would be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> could I just come to that show and just be there and like get wisdom? I definitely feel that way, too. I mean, I just think the Awesomes have so many good questions and ideas for things that we all collectively are wondering and how can we think about this? So I always, whenever we ask for the awesome suggestions, for it's like show ideas, you guys deliver. And so we're thrilled to be able to tackle some of your questions. But of course, we're going to start the show the way we always do with our awesome of the week, which is that moment of the show when we bring you some small thing that is just making our life more awesome, be it a TV show, a podcast, a recipe, even just in our real life. So Rebecca, I'll let you start. What are you bringing for your awesome of the week this week? My Awesome of the Week is a game that I have been playing on my smartphone, and it is called I Love Hugh. H-U-E. Hugh. Okay, thank you. I was like, Hugh, like Hugh. (laughs) I love Hugh Hugh Hefner. (laughs) It's not the direction I thought we were going. No, no, it's not. So it's H-U-E, like the color? Yes, like the color. So here's the story behind this. I had shared on my Instagram stories time-lapse videos of me putting together a beautiful rainbow gradient puzzle because one of the things that I am proud of is my puzzle skills. The reason why I brag about my puzzle skills is because my husband does not have any puzzle skills. (laughs) He's actually super bad at puzzles and he usually can like wipe the floor with me with any type of board game or, you know, anything like that, sports related, any kind of game. He just dominates every single time. Yeah. So I love being able to like brag a little bit that I feel like I'm good at puzzles. Now, I don't know. Am I actually better than the average person? Probably not. Maybe not. But I'm way better than my husband. So I like to rub it in and claim that as one of my superpowers in the family is that, you know, how does it feel to have a mother who's like amazing at puzzles? So, you know, I say little things like that. So I borrowed this puzzle from my niece and it is just the whole thing is just a rainbow gradient and it's beautiful, but it's pink melting into purple, melting into blue, into green, into yellow, into orange, into red. Like that's the whole thing. And I thought, well, this would be cool. I'm going to do a time lapse of me completing this puzzle. And then I shared it on my Instagram stories. It was a lot of fun. And a sort of awesome listener, Francis, slid into my DMs and she said, hey, if you like this style of jigsaw puzzle, I think you might actually like this game that you can play on your phone. It's pretty much the same thing. So the game is called I Love Hugh. And it's so relaxing. It's so satisfying. Pretty much the way that it works is it's a rainbow gradient on your screen and it's divided into all these little tiles. And then it mixes up all the tiles and you have to put them in the correct order. They give you some placeholders, some tiles that never move, and they'll have like a black dot in the middle. So you know that those are the placeholders. So those are the anchors to your puzzle. So you know up in the left-hand corner it's the palest yellow. 
down in the right hand corner, it's the darkest purple color. And then you all the other tiles are mixed up and you just click and drag, drag and drop all the tiles into the correct spots. You can take as long as you want. You can move the pieces around as much as you want and experiment with different placements. There's no timer. There's no rush. You can close the app and come back at your leisure. It's just relaxing and satisfying. And you just put them all in the right spot. I'm not sure this sounds relaxing to me. (laughs) (laughs) Here's why. I know those gradient puzzles that you're talking about because like many people during the pandemic, I got super into puzzles and was looking for puzzles and was trading puzzles, you know, all that sort of thing. That's why I thought this was actually a good awesome of the week to bring to Kelly. Yeah, that's true. And maybe I would like it in a digital (laughs) format. Here's the reason is that, and I love color. So the actual images that those puzzles are based on, I mean, I just want to fall into, you know, like the color gradients are beautiful, but that's so painstaking to be like, is this the third level pink or is it the third level magenta? Makes my skin want to crawl a little bit. I think what I like the most about puzzles is having this definitive, like I got a puzzle this year. If anybody's a Costco shopper, I can't remember. I think it's called Dowdle is the guy's last name that makes the drawings these puzzles are based on. They're often a city or a landscape. Of course, they're very, very, very involved, like lots of people. And he made one for Costco. So you could buy a puzzle of Costco at Costco. Oh, Oh, okay. Fun. (laughs) So the puzzle was a warehouse scene with the big shelves and everybody shopping and things that are often found in a Costco. There were sample people and there was the pizza, the food court and all those things. But you're looking at it and you're saying, okay, this, I can see that this one piece has diapers on it. So there's like three pieces maybe on the puzzle where that could go, but I know it's a diaper. It does. I don't have to be like, is this going to be magenta or pink? So those puzzles have so intimidated me, the ones with the gradient, even though I think they're gorgeous to look at. So maybe in a digital form though, it would make me feel less stressed about it. I want to make progress, I guess. And I feel like in a puzzle like that, all I would do is sit around and look at it and be like, I don't know. I don't know. Well, (laughs) Well, the thing that I found when I put the actual jigsaw puzzle together is that I started by dividing things by color for the most part. And it was a little tricky to get started, but I was surprised at how quickly my eyes adjusted to being able to see, look through a collection of purple pieces and be like, well, this one has more blue to it and actually being able to see that. Like I was impressed. Okay, so a disclaimer. The awesome of the week is not going to be well suited for anybody who is colorblind. <laughs> That's true. You're not going to be able to do this probably very well. But I found, though, that if you like take the puzzle piece in the jigsaw puzzle across like the box, you almost can see where it falls into place to know where. Right. It, and it's the same type of aspect with I love Hugh is you just move it around around the placeholders that are there and you can almost just right. get a sense of. Well, maybe it's not this exact spot that it's supposed to fall into, but it's somewhere really close. And then you, right. you kind of figure it out. You can move things around. But yeah, the, I mean, you can leave it there. Like you mm-hmm. can be like, it's not maybe here exactly, but I'm going to leave it here and work some other pieces in just like you do in a regular puzzle. Right. Like yeah. sometimes I would grab, you know, here are all the big teddy bears from Costco. And so these are the pieces of the teddy bear. I don't know how to put them together, but they're like they're going to be right here yeah. in this part of the jigsaw puzzle. And so I just leave them as a little hunk there. Yeah. Now, the best part about this game is that after you finish it, it makes a really satisfying, glowing heart. 
And then <laughs> it tells you how many moves it took you to complete the puzzle compared to the world average. Now, I don't know what's happening with the world playing this game. Maybe they're just trying to inflate my numbers and give me a little pat on the back, but I'm going to take it. I am better than the world average by far every single time, and I'm thrilled with that. That's impressive. Yeah, I mean, not just Nate. You're not just better than Nate. You're better than the world, Rebecca. I mean, I kind of suspect that anybody who plays is going to end up being better than the world. I think they're doing that on purpose to make you feel good about yourself. But anyway, the game, I feel like it's relaxing. It's a good thing to play Maybe when you're watching that family Friday movie Mm -hmm. night that you're not really into and you kind of want to distract yourself a little bit on your phone or, you know, if you're watching this season of The Bachelor, which is so incredibly boring and you just can't stand it, (laughs) you know, it's a little it's good for that type of time. Right. Yeah. Again, it's called I Love Hugh and you can find it in your smartphone apps. And how much is it? Is it a free game? Oh, it's free. Yeah. No, it's it's totally free. Yeah, it's free. Even better. I mean, most games aren't even that much. You know, like you think this is $4. (laughs) It would be worth it. It's fine to buy. I think that the great thing about having these games on your phone, and I don't have many right now, is that it would be something that you can do on your phone during those moments that you just mentioned that is not doom scrolling. Yes. That's what I find myself doing is out of habit, my fingers hit social media icons without me even thinking purposely of what I'm doing. And then 20 minutes have passed and I'm just swipe up, swipe up, swipe up. And, you know, the world is falling apart. And so having something to do that is not that. It's quite (laughs) the opposite. You're actually building something beautiful rather Uh than watching something destructive. (laughs) Right. And I feel like so many times if you're trying to break a bad habit, the easiest way is to have some other thing to do instead. So it's not just cut something out. It is, I'm going to do this instead. You know, I'm going to have this thing to drink or I'm going to have this thing to eat. Or I'm going to go on a walk when I feel sad instead of eating that chocolate, whatever it might be. I'm going to do things instead of. So that's fantastic. I love it. Mine is not as much fun. Oh, tell but, me. Yeah, my awesome of the week is more practical. And I truly am so grateful to be alive in this day and age when we can access so many things online, you guys. So my awesome of the week is Curology, which if you've heard of it, it was started online. It's an online skin dermatology site for anybody to use where they personalize skin treatment for whatever issues you're dealing with. So I have teenagers who would benefit from a dermatologist. And my oldest, we went to see a dermatologist when she was really dealing with acne when she was, you know, young, middle school, high school, young high school ages. And that was great. It was, of course, pre-pandemic when it was easier to get in. And, you know, for a while, you couldn't even go see people in person. I wouldn't say that we were thrilled with the experience. I feel like we just kept trying different things. They kept putting her on antibiotics, which was hard on her stomach and that whole system. We didn't see results like, we'd wanted to. And all of the prescriptions they gave us were like, okay, well, we're going to order this because it's so expensive through this pharmacy in Texas, but we're going to give you a coupon. And then this one's going to be here, but you can't get a refill from us. Like it was always this confusing conglomerate of trying to get all the things that they wanted her to use this body wash and this different face thing. And then this moisturizer, it was just, it was difficult. 
and it was my first time ever doing something like this because while I probably also would have benefited from a dermatologist when I was a teenager, that was not something my parents, like it was just a different day and age, right? Like yeah. that was when I would mention it sometimes my parents were like, every teenager is get pimples. It's fine. You're fine. Deal with it. Also, I didn't get braces. Also, it's expensive. So they didn't have the money for it. So all of that to say, now I have a new young middle school daughter who's dealing with breakouts and it was during the pandemic. And I was like, we can't even go into a dermatologist to see somebody. And so that's where Curology, we started to see the ads. She was seeing them. I was seeing them in social media on YouTube. And it is a thing where you go through just like so many things online these days, you take a survey, right? So you're like, here is what I know about my skin. Here is what I'm interested in dealing with. And this is not just for teenagers, you guys. Like it could be I'm with wrinkles or adult acne or whatever it might be that's bothering you, dark spots, scars. And then you're going to take pictures and you're going to set it in. And a dermatologist is going to look at what you're dealing with and write you back. And they're going to come up with a quote unquote specialized prescription for you that is going to help tackle the things that you're dealing with. And of course then, so you can get a free trial The way it normally works, it probably depends on your exact formula, but it's going to be, depending on what size of bottle you get and how much you want of that personalized formula, maybe $40 a month if you use a lot, but that's a copay, right? You know, if you're going to go see a dermatologist and that doesn't include all the other prescriptions. And it also comes with lots of, again, which you could continue to refill or you don't, soap and moisturizer and some of the little dots that they make these days, like the Mm. Mighty Patch. Yeah. Little pimple some of patches. Those, little pimple patches. So of course it comes once we once we filled out, Taylor and I filled out everything online and then got our box back and it came all beautifully packaged for a teenager. You know, like, this is gonna be so great. We're in this together. And then, you know, you open it, it was like an unboxing thing, and it had encouraging things to say. And um, all of her supplies, here's what you do, a little book of here's what you do in the morning, here's what you do in the evening, so that it made it really accessible, even for somebody who was 13, 14. And I would say that we have seen real results from it. That's the reason I'm saying that it's my awesome of the week, is that I feel like we have gotten better results from Curology, from this online program, than we ever did with my older daughter with an in-person dermatologist. Wow. Yeah. We've been really impressed. Is her skin completely clear and perfect? No, but she's way more there than she was before we started, you know, six months ago. It's just a really, I feel like, accessible program for anybody who is like, and we see these questions all the time in the Hangout, don't we? Like, oh, my son or my daughter, my 12-year-old, this is something they can do in the privacy of their own home. They don't have to go to a dermatology office and like be like, I'm here in the lobby. Who else am I going to see from my school? You know, it just takes all that kind of pressure off and then you're going to get this kit and things they can try and there's feedback. So if it's not working, you take pictures and you're like, yeah, it's not working and they're going to adjust it. Now for us, we haven't needed to do that because it has seemed to be working. But I'm just really impressed with the program. And again, it just seems so, such a nice thing to try, an easy thing to try with an actual board-certified dermatologist available to you without having to try to find one in an office, make an appointment, and go through all the steps. So, yeah, Curology, it's C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y.com online if you guys want to look it up. And, of course, we'll put something in the show notes that you can check it out. You make such a good point about the intimidation factor being less intimidating, you know, as a parent and as as a kid to try it out. That's great. I'm glad it's working so well for you. 
Exactly. And why not give it a try? It's kind of how I feel. And so I'm here to report that at least for us, it worked, if you also have been wondering. So those are our awesomes of the week. We would, of course, love to hear yours. So come into the Hangout. We always have an Awesome of the Week thread on Facebook, facebook.com slash groups. Look for this sort of awesome Hangout. And you can tell us also on social media, wherever you follow us, whatever your awesome is of this week. We will be right back to answer a few of your questions. Okay, awesomes. Some days you wake up ready to take on the world and other days, uh, not so much. Well, imagine what you could do if you had a good day every day. With Thesis, you can get it all done and make the impact that you're meant to. Thesis makes personalized supplement formulas that are specifically designed to boost cognitive function. It's based in the science of nootropics, which are natural and powerful ingredients like caffeine, ginseng, and B12 that increase productivity, focus, energy, and mental clarity. So you can feel energized without the crash. You can cut through the brain fog to think clearly or get a little help with motivation to find your flow. Take their three-minute online quiz and Thesis will recommend high-quality nootropic formulas that are unique to you and your goals. Over 60,000 entrepreneurs, lawyers, engineers, busy professionals, and parents have used Thesis to get better results at work and at home. Imagine what you could do with Thesis. Right now, Thesis is offering our listeners 10% off of your first starter kit when you visit takethesis.com awesome. Go to takethesis.com awesome to take the quiz and discover your unique nootropic combination and save 10% on your first starter kit. That's takethesis.com Awesome. Make sure to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. Okay, friends, decision fatigue. I have it. You have it. At this point, who doesn't have it? When you want to take care of yourself and your health, but you feel overwhelmed by all the choices and decisions to be made at the shelves of the pharmacy, let me tell you, all you need is care of. Vitamins and supplements are not one size fits all, which is why Care Of provides tailored guidance that evolves with you as your needs change. Stay on track with your health goals thanks to Care Of's daily packs that make taking your vitamins easy to stick to every day. Care Of is a subscription service that ships high quality personalized vitamins, supplements, and powders conveniently to your door every month. You guys, I have been taking Care Of vitamins for years, all the way back to my pregnancy with Nico, because as it turns out, Care-of has one of the very few prenatal vitamins that didn't make me sick. I love how easy their online quiz is, and I think it is very awesome that Care-of takes care of you so well, it's one less decision you have to make for your health. So for 50% off of your first Care-of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code AWESOME50. That's AWESOME50. Again, 50% off of your first Care-of order when you you go to takecareof.com and enter code AWESOME50. Okay, awesomes, welcome back. It is Rebecca and I, and we are here eager to tackle the questions that you have asked us to try to answer. As Rebecca said at the top of the show, lots of times you guys come up with such good questions, we're like intimidated. We'll do our best. But you really, you always come up with some really good questions and things that I don't know. It just makes it feel like we truly are friends sitting around that poster of everybody eating ice cream and talking and laughing together. These are the best kinds of shows for that. Well, we'll start out things a little bit easy for you, Kelly. We have a question from okay. Carolyn, and she wants to know, oh, yeah. what sitcom did you pick after asking for recommendations <laughs> in the Hangout group? And also, how glad are you not to be producing a news show these days? We need a job <laughs> update from you. 
Yes. So if you are a superstar, meaning that you support us on Patreon, and if you do, thank you so much. You would have heard this last month in February, Meg and I talked and I gave an update on my job. And so I will give a smaller summary here. Basically, this is my first week not producing news for Minnesota Public Radio. So you may have heard me talk about this on the show or in little drips and drabs and other places on social media. But, you know, the show that I was originally hired to produce ended last summer, and then I was producing a daily news show since last October is when it went on air. And it was just not a great fit, honestly. The show itself is fine, and I really loved my coworkers. But at my stage of life and what I'm interested in, it was not working. And so the great thing is that I really hit the point in December where I was like, I'm just going to have to quit. I can't. I can't keep doing this. It's too much work. It's not something that I'm enjoying. I have my own family things that I need to be worried about. And this is leaving me like zero energy. You know, Mm, that kind of feeling mm -hmm. where you come home from work. And even though I was only working four days a week, like I would just face down like that gif of the guy walking in with his briefcase. Yes, yes. And so then the kids are like, oh, you know, the teachers would email me and be like, they didn't finish their homework or they need this or I've got to deal. I'm like, I have, uh, I can't, I can't do anything else. So I went in December and was like, I think I need to quit. And my supervisor found a different role at Minnesota Public Radio that I can transition into instead of having to quit altogether. So it is fewer hours than my old job. I'm only working 24 hours a week now. One of the best things is that this goes back to being a very much more flexible, potentially work from home environment, working daily news on such a big team or not a big team on a small team, trying to produce an hour of news focused radio about Minnesota every day. We needed all of us in the office for a full eight hours. You had to be there. This We needed that. And I really missed the ability to flex my schedule, which I had for sure since the pandemic started. Right. And so many of us started to work from home. A lot of us were like, oh, this is kind of nice. But even before that, I had it a little bit more than I did right now. And so this is giving me the chance to, you know, kind of control my own schedule again. In fact, right now, as we are recording, I am working from home, see my air quotes, from the North Shore of Minnesota because it's my kid's spring break. So we took a couple days and I'm like, I can do my job from anywhere again instead of having to be in the office. And that's really wonderful. I would say that. It's a weird thing for those of us who like news when there are really big, impactful stories happening. On one hand, I'm tired and trying to continually absorb human suffering to turn around and be able to accurately portray it for people is really exhausting and tiring. And there's a whole discussion happening in journalism about how we can try to take care of ourselves and each other. So we don't have so many people burning out. There's a lot of people who have left news in the last couple of years because between the pandemic and politics, the divisiveness of things is very, very difficult. And people are humans and they're also dealing with their own kids staying at home and, you know, things like that. So how can we keep people at the same time? We all are in this because that's what we love to do, too. So it's not like. I'm not paying attention to the news right now. For sure, I still am doing that doom scrolling that I was mentioning before, but I'm reading a lot. But I am also glad not to be in the day-to-day crush at the moment to be able to take a little bit more perspective. The new things that I'm going to be doing are things that are not in that daily news cycle, 
I'm going to continue to produce a show that my old host does. It's a once a week show about books. So we interview authors. She calls it Big Books and Big Ideas. I have been helping her even before this, helping her schedule it, but now I'll also get to edit it on the backside. So even the two that I've edited so far were so good, you guys. They were so interesting. Last week, we, in fact, I'll put a link to this in the show notes because I really think everybody should listen to this. If you are married, even if you're not, just the idea of long-term partnership. Heather Haverleski is a journalist and essayist and an advice columnist. She writes Ask Polly on Substack. I think it used to be, I don't know if it was in Slate, but anyway, she caused a big storm on social media right around Christmas time in December because she wrote a piece. It was actually excerpt from her book about, I think the subtitle was, do I hate my husband? Of course I do. (laughs) (laughs) It was a chapter from her book on anger and her book is on what it's like to be married to somebody forever. It's called Foreverland, something, the divine tedium of marriage, thinking about the divine tedium of marriage. So the book is actually more, the one column that she wrote for the New York Times was talking about how annoying people can be after you have lived with them for a number of years, where you were like, I literally will lose my head if you cannot pick that sock off the (laughs) ground that we have talked about Every single day, you know, that sort of a thing. Yeah. Not relatable at all. Rewind to me bragging about being better (laughs) at puzzles than my husband because I needed some kind of victory. (laughs) Yeah. And your husband's like, my wife, you guys, she's just so obsessed about puzzles. Everybody has this, right? So I think that that's the column provoked a lot of people because she was so honest about what it's like to be married to somebody for so long. And people are like, why are you even married to him? And she's like, well, you're taking one chapter of the book. Like I actually, we have a great relationship. I'm just trying to be honest about the fact that it's hard to be married to one person at times for a very long time, but I think it's worth it. So we interviewed her about the concept of her whole book and marriage. And I was laughing out loud and just finding it so relatable. So the idea that I get to edit that sort of stuff again, you know, these conversations that these are the things that I've always loved that I would do what I just did. Here's what I'm going to tell my friends because this is what I get to do for a living. So I'm really excited, really excited to be on a new path in my career. Oh, I'm so um, happy though, for you. Yeah. Even though we're all paying attention, you know, to what's happening paying attention, in Russia and Ukraine. But without the responsibility. Yes, exactly. Knowing that I could take a day off if I need to is a thing. Because that's, you know, we talk about that, right? We've talked about that on the show, even like the wise use of news and how it's okay to turn it off and walk away. And it is. But when you're in news, that's kind of your job. So Mm -hmm. you can't do that as easily, depending on what you're doing. So I'm really glad. As far as the sitcoms, if you guys didn't see this, this was something else I also mentioned in the overflow, which made I don't know. She had to take a whole break from laughing and wheezing because I said that I am watching a show that I don't know if you've heard of. It's called The Modern Family. (laughs) And she was like, oh, my gosh, Kelly. You're always up on the times when it comes to your television consumption. (laughs) On brand, Kelly Gordon, on brand. So I am totally loving it, though. And I'm always so happy when I find 
a new to me sitcom because that's just my sweet spot of life. And so I had asked for a thread. So that's what Caroline's asking is, what new sitcom did you pick to watch? So I'm only in season three of Modern Family. And as most people are very aware, there's several to go. So I'm enjoying binging that right now. I think the next one that I'm going to watch, though, is Life in Pieces because both my sister and my best friend saw it, loved it, and have been asking me to watch it. And I have not watched that one either. But you guys, if you also love a sitcom, what I had kind of asked for was, I'm looking for sitcoms that are light, that are PG-13. I don't want drama. I just want to laugh, you know, that sort of a thing. And so I said, you know, like my favorites are like Parks and Rec and Kim's Convenience and, you know, The Office, all these standards. So yeah, you guys delivered, of course, and came up with so many good recommendations. So I have been adding them to my watch list on all the different streaming services. I have myself well set for the next number of years of watching good sitcoms. So, okay, here's a question for you, Rebecca. Yeah. This one's from Awesome Oshida. She says, how do you feel, speaking of TV, about the new reality date show, The Courtship? I've heard it called The Bachelor Meets Bridgerton. And I will say, Rebecca, you know, I don't even watch reality TV. I have seen the ads for this, though. And I know it just started. And I didn't realize it was reality TV. When I saw it, I couldn't quite tell what was going on. It was one of those, it's an ad coming up and I'm just waiting to skip it. But I was like, what is happening here? So I am also very curious. Are you watching? Okay. Well, now this just reached an embarrassing level here because (laughs) you have heard of this show and I only just found out from Oshida's question. I had not heard of this before this moment. But didn't it just start? I mean, I guess so, but you knowing about a television show before me is, I know, is right. embarrassing. <laughs> Something that is before, I'm usually like at least five to seven years behind. So yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I don't think you should be embarrassed though if it just started. Okay, well, I'm going to look into it. It definitely has piqued my interest. And one of my goals for this year is to cut back a little bit on reading so that I can have more balanced media consumption. I have a list (laughs) of television shows I want to get back into. So I will add this one to the list of things I want to explore and watch. But yeah, I haven't heard of it. I'm very intrigued. And again, speaking of television shows, Katie also asked me, she said, I just finished Younger, and the whole time mm-hmm. I was thinking, was Rebecca Team Charles or Team Josh? Now, guys, Younger. Oh, my word. So good. Okay, wait. Time out. Younger, from having heard you talk about it, is not a sitcom, right? It's more like a drama, like a... Because some people said, I want you to watch Younger, Kelly. That was the suggestion that I got. But I was like, I don't think that's a sitcom, though. No, it's not really a drama drama. It's not like Grey's Anatomy drama or This Is Us drama. It's a sexy sitcom. I would say it's a sexy sitcom. Okay, okay. So I first started talking about Younger way back in episode 169. It was my awesome of the week. I was obsessed with this show. That was back in 2018, okay? The show has since ended, okay? But basically, the premise of the show is that there's this love triangle between Liza, who is early 40s, and she has a a colleague at work, her boss, who's a businessman, very age-appropriate. His name is Charles. But then there's this younger tattoo artist in his late 20s. His name is Josh. And there's all these like sparks and angst and debate between them. Now, if you have not completed the series yet, maybe fast forward just a little bit. 
because I'm about to say whether I'm on Team Charles or Team Josh. And here's the thing. (laughs) Kate actually also left a comment. She says, Rebecca loves an age appropriate age gap. So my money is on Josh. And guess what, (laughs) Kate? You're right. You're right. It's on Josh. And here's the reason why. Not just because I love a good age gap. I do love a good age gap, an appropriate non-icky age gap. But the reason why is because as you watch the seasons, you see Liza with Josh. And then later you see Liza with Charles. And I would say I loved Liza with Josh so much more than I loved who she was with Charles. And I think that typically when I think about a love triangle, it's more like, what do I think of? If it's a love triangle with two men. I'm thinking, what do I think of this man versus this man? And it's more about comparing the men. But in this circumstance, for me, really, it's more about comparing who the woman is with each of the men. And I think there's a distinct difference there. And that's something that I observed while enjoying the show is that the youthfulness of Liza, her playfulness, all those things about her that kind of made her airy, but not like in a ditzy way, just in a playful way that came across with Josh as really youthful and fun. But with matched with Charles, it read as like immature and indecisive and just not, I don't know, just like not solid. Like I didn't feel solid about the relationship. It didn't feel like they were like well paired together. So I waffled back and forth a lot throughout that whole series. And on the end, I'm coming out. I'm team Josh all the way. That's so interesting. I love how you said that so often when there's a triangle, we compare the suitors Mm -hmm. to each other. But really, maybe a better test is to compare the main person and who they are with those two people. It's not a competition of of the men in this case. It's which brings out the better self or the more true self Yeah, for Liza. That's really interesting. And of course... Yeah, and Josh and Charles are both a fantastic man. Yeah. I mean, they both are like smoking hot, so good at what they do in all the different ways in their different aspects of being a professional in business versus a professional in the tattoo world. Like, they're great personalities, amazing, well-liked people by her friends and her family. Right. But I didn't like who Liza was when she was with Charles. I just didn't. That is fascinating. Okay. So this maybe segs well into our next question, which also it comes from Mary Patton Elkin. She wants to know, when will our team meet in person? And for the awesomes who are maybe new here and don't know this, Rebecca and I have never met in person. And have you never met Meg either? I, no, I've never met Meg. You've either. never met me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I was thinking maybe it was just like we were the triangle, but no, you're like no. all alone. I'm the outlier. I'm the only one who hasn't met anybody. And you guys all met Laura when she was part of the team. No, I'm the only one who has not gotten together. Now, you and Meg, you guys have gotten together many times because you're part of a like internet friend group right. that does get together kind of on the regular. I'm curious, do you have any plans for a get together in 2022? Yeah, we already have picked a date, in fact, because we had to take like a year off during the pandemic. And then we've done, for a while, we did one gathering every fall. Like it was kind of we tried to stagger the dates a little bit in case we needed to try to miss birthdays or anniversaries for people. 
But then there started to be little spinoffs. Like if somebody was like, well, I'm going to be in Oklahoma City, for example. I'm going to get together with Meg and maybe there's somebody else who lives nearby who wants to come in for the weekend. And that's totally fine. But then they were supplanting it. And then the pandemic happened. So we've already decided for this year, like a date in September when we're going to get together. And it will be our 10th year of doing this. So that way people can plan on it. It is pretty incredible and really good friendships. So that's where I have seen Meg most often, and even Laura, because Laura was a part of that group as well. But yeah, I mean, it seems weird when I think about it, honestly, Rebecca, that we have never been in the same room. And there is something about that, about being in the same room and being like, oh, this is you in 3D. I mean, I know what you look like. You know, we're looking at each other right now as we record. We're recording on Skype, you guys. But like, I really look forward to the day, which really brings up a second question. Awesome. Laura wanted to know if when, let's go with when, you meet, what are you most looking forward to doing together? And I was like, I, that is a really good question. If when, when we meet, I would imagine it being like a work thing, like, right, we're going to want to get together and be like, let's talk about the podcast because it's not even something like, oh, well, we're going to have to do that. It's something we are excited about and we want to do that. And so if we actually were all in the same room and could sit there and brainstorm together, what a glorious day that would be. Be so fun. But then outside of that, like we're not going to want to talk work for 12 hours a day. What else would we do? And that's a fascinating question. I'm like, maybe we would all bring something. Like, could we sit and watch an episode of something that you're watching right now? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it could be kind of fun. I like that. would um, be fun. We have, right before the pandemic hit, some friends gathered here in the Twin Cities. And one of our other friends, she was flying through and, like, it was a surprise to most of us. She showed up at dinner and we all screamed and lost our minds. And it was in February of 2020. So, like, literally right before everything shut down. And while we were there, I was like, you guys have to watch an episode of Schitt's Creek with me. Like most people hadn't watched it yet. It was still kind of gaining momentum here in the U.S. And so I like pulled up an episode and we all sat there and watched it. And then we talked about it and it was really fun. It was just like one of those things that why not? And we got to share That's a good idea. like what we were into and show it to other people and then be like, this is why I like it. That's an excellent idea. OK, this is also what we need to do. First of all, we need to go out to eat because we don't want to cook. But then yeah. also we need you to cook. And I want you to make some of your famous sort of awesome recipes. <laughs> I can make okay. chocolate cherry cake for dessert. Okay. And then I'll giggle. <laughs> we need to dabble into like our true sort of awesome selves. I'll help everybody do their nails with Olive and June. <gasps> yes. Meg can help us with some skincare, and we can try on her favorite lipsticks. I want us to take lots of pictures. Yes. No, I kind of feel like we need to have like a professional photographer come and take our mm-hmm. pictures. Like as well, a team, sure. we need to document this. If we actually do it, when we actually do it, it's going to need. Documentary filmmaker yes, needs to be there. Probably. <laughs> it's making of a new sitcom. I do think that that's a really fun thing. We have tried at our friends retreats. I think we don't so much now, but there was a time when we were like, or Let's all do, we didn't do this, but we talked about it. Like the PowerPoint presentations that people will do with friends. Oh, yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. where there'll be like just a goofy PowerPoint presentation. One year we did lip syncs. I want to do a PowerPoint presentation on Harry Styles for you. Can I please? Can I please? (laughs) 
or whatever it would be at that time. Maybe not that Harry would ever it, completely fade away. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Rude. It's always going to be. Rude. Here. <laughs> you know what's funny is that my daughter, who is 13, she's the music DJ in the car. I drive them to school in the morning, and so she's always like flipping around to the different stations. And we come upon a Harry Styles song, she'll look at me and go. You thinking Rebecca right now? <laughs> Every time, because she knows, like your obsession has gone, like not in a bad way, but like I have said, like my friend Rebecca loves Harry Styles. And so now even she is like, when I hear Harry Styles, I think of Rebecca Hoffer. I love that. And hey, just to be clear, we're not avoiding each other because we actually don't really like each other that much. <laughs> there was a lot of talk about us getting together in 2016, but then I got pregnant with Isaac and then Meg got pregnant with Nico and then the pandemic happened. So it's not that we don't want to see each other. It's just kind of been a little bit of a chaotic time. It has been. And that's how it is. I think the great thing about women is that we are a little bit used to chaos, maybe just like having a baby is chaotic or dealing with things at work and then also things at home or you're caretaking in some way. We've got a lot of grace for each other. Like, I don't feel like you having a baby was like a, anyway, like, oh, I, I'm, I don't care about the team. I'm having a baby. You know what I mean? Like, there's all sorts of grace for each other. Even with this, like if Meg needs some help, we're like, hey, we got you. Um, we'll make it work. And I know maybe we should make plans for it, but I know we will meet someday. It feels like right now with the pandemic on the wane at the moment, like maybe this is a time to plan. It feels scary to plan too, because you feel like, oh, everything keeps getting canceled. Maybe for the podcast 10 year birthday. That would be great. <laughs> Cause this is seven, right? We're coming up on year seven, you guys for this podcast. So and the audience all collectively groan. No, don't wait 10 years. <laughs> That's right. Let's not wait 10 years. Let's not. We have a lot more ahead, you guys. We're going to take a quick break for an ad. But then when we come back, we're going to talk about frugal ways to feed your family. So friends, the other day, my sister and I were reminiscing about how we used to go through the drive through at the gas station in the college town where we went to college. We would get these extra large fountain sodas and just basically sip on those all day long. I would freak out on my kids if I knew they were drinking soda all day long now. But thankfully for my kids, and honestly, thankfully for me too, when we get those cravings for soda, we could just open a can of Olipop. Olipop is a new kind of soda. It tastes just like those sodas that I grew up with, but unlike other sodas that are full of sugar, corn syrup, and artificial ingredients like aspartame. Olipop is made with natural ingredients that are actually good for you. Olipop has delicious nostalgic flavors like vintage cola, classic root beer, orange squeeze, cherry vanilla, strawberry vanilla, and they have their newest flavor, the classic grape. We all have our favorite flavors around here. My teens love the cherry vanilla. Our twins are super into that classic grape. My personal favorite is the orange squeeze for sure. It is so dreamy. Now, I also think it's dreamy that they use functional ingredients that combine the benefits of prebiotics, plant fiber, and botanicals to support your microbiome and benefit digestive health. So you guys can receive 20% off plus free shipping on your order. Now, I recommend try that variety pack. It's a great way to get all of their delicious flavors. Go to drinkollipop.com awesome or use code awesome at checkout to claim this deal. That's D-R-I-N-K-O-L-I-P-O-P.com slash awesome. Olipop can also be found in over 8,000 stores across the country, including Kroger, Target, Whole Foods, Sprouts, and Wegmans. 
So as we all know, winter is supposed to be hibernation time. And with the crazy weather of late winter and early spring, yeah, I'm staying in more than usual. But that doesn't mean I'm not busy or that I want to spend all of my time in the kitchen. Luckily, I don't have to meal plan or prep and I can still eat well now that I leave my meals to Factor. Factor makes it easy for me to eat clean 24-7 with fresh, never frozen prepared meals that are so delicious, you wouldn't believe they're actually good for you. Factor saves me time by delivering chef-crafted meals to my doorstep, eliminating the hassle of grocery shopping and meal prep, not to mention cleanup. There's like no dishes to wash with Factor. And each Factor meal arrives pre-prepared and ready to eat in two minutes. That's faster than ordering in, you guys. Factor tackles the tough stuff so I don't have to. Their registered dietitians and expert chefs work hand-in-hand to create meals with nutritious ingredients. And with more than 29 meal options every week, I'm never bored. So head to go dot factor 75.com slash awesome 120 and use code awesome 120 to get $120 off. That is code awesome 120 at go.factor75.com slash awesome 120. You're going to get $120 off. Okay. Welcome back. So as we said, we are going to be talking here. We got a lot of questions, actually, not a lot, maybe a few, but then other people were like, oh yes, I want to hear that too about how to feed yourself, your people in a time when food prices are going up. Because we've all seen that over the last few years, you know, different things have gone up. And then now with a global crisis going on and potential for more supply chain issues, um, everybody's seeing those prices go up even a little bit more. And so it's cutting into your budget if you want to be really smart about it. So I don't have a ton of recipes that fit this category, but Rebecca does. What I was thinking is that when I think about frugal cooking, it's really more of a mindset shift than a recipe shift for me during those seasons when I've done it. Does that resonate with you, Rebecca? Does that like... Yeah. Yeah. It's about, I want to be smarter. So the number one thing that I would say, if you want to be smarter with your food budget is try to not eat out <laughs> as well, yes. much as possible. And a lot of people might be thinking, oh, I already don't eat out. But that's not obvious to everybody. And I don't think that if you haven't thought about how much eating out costs, it's really startling when you stop eating out and you realize that making your food at home can be so much cheaper. So if your food budget seems high, that's for sure one of the best things that you can do. The second thing is looking around your kitchen and your cupboards and seeing what kind of snacks that you have and asking yourself how much you really need. I feel like those snack foods that we buy for ourselves or for our kids often cost a lot and we probably don't need them. So just being more critical about what you buy for snacks. Um, Could you just have peanut butter and carrots or an apple and some granola, something like that. You looked at me and I said peanut butter and carrots. Have you ever done that? No. Okay, it's good. I thought you said that by mistake. No. <laughs> I love peanut butter and carrots because it's, it's the same thing. It's not quite as sweet as an apple, but it's a crunchy, sweet thing. It is not the same thing. <laughs> Have you ever said this on the show before? I don't know. This is something that I've had all my whole life. So I mean, I've never. No, you have not. What, Kelly? <laughs> this is not this a just confession into a show. Confession. Yes, <laughs> it just turned into one. No. Okay, now we're gonna have to have a poll <laughs> in the hangout group to see who's ever had peanut butter with carrots. I mean, 
Nobody has, Kelly. Nobody's doing that. I'm not sure that's true, Rebecca, but we will see. I mean, apples, apples and peanut butter, you've had that, right? Well, yes, okay. or bananas and peanut butter. Yes. That's logical. Celery or carrots and hummus. Celery, celery and, and peanut butter. See, it's, this is one step removed. If you've had celery and peanut butter, carrot sticks are right next to the celery sticks on the vegetable <laughs> tray. <laughs> no. I really thought you said that by mistake. I cannot believe this is... How often do you eat this? Oh, it's, when I'm being healthy, I would probably have it a couple times a week. But, you know, like, I, it really depends. Hummus, hummus and peanut butter are very similar to me. It does make a good snack because it's a legume or a bean. So it's got that sort of protein that's built in there, the healthy fats. And then you can eat it. I've never had hummus with something like a piece of fruit. But peanut butter I have had. So hummus I have mostly with vegetables. Lots of different vegetables. Crackers or chips. And then peanut butter. This is the fascinating thing about food is that you just never know when something that you eat is absolutely positively crazy. Until you have a conversation like this with somebody. It's very true. Okay, so we'll have to ask. (laughs) But But the point being that maybe we could even have a thread about what kind of like healthy snacks you eat or serve your family when they really need a snack, except that there are age groups for sure that just need snacks. Like they're not going to be able to make it from meal to meal, no matter how satisfying those meals might be. But finding things that you can have in your cupboard versus a bag that you pull out or a pouch, is there something that you can make homemade? Making it from homemade is always more economical than buying it off of the store. I shouldn't say always. It's almost always. And it's often healthier too. So thinking of those things. And of course, then the biggest one is that most of us spend the bulk of our grocery budget on protein on meat. And so there are ways around that, ways that I have not been good at as far as looking for whatever's on sale that week. But you can for sure do that. There are certain cuts that are usually cheaper. I do think that has changed Even in the last decade, like if I read a blog and they'll be like, oh, flank steak is super inexpensive. And I'm like, it's not anymore because everybody wants to make fajitas with it. So you do have to take that with a grain of salt. But I think that overall, any bone-in meat is usually cheaper than the boneless variety. So buying chicken drumsticks or bone-in chicken thighs to cook with instead of like a boneless, skinless chicken breast is going to be cheaper and often more flavorful. Um, Ground beef is usually inexpensive. Ground turkey is usually pretty inexpensive. I cook a lot. I don't know how inexpensive this is, but with when I'm trying to be economical with like a smoked sausage, like a kielbasa, something like that, I feel like it's kind of like bacon. When you fry it up, it's got a lot of flavor. You don't need as much meat too, even with a big family. So doing those things. And of course, this is where I don't know, Rebecca, that have you ever done like all of the couponing and things like that? Like I have never been so frugal that I have been like, okay, if something's on sale, I'm going to go buy 50 boxes of pasta. But certainly that is an option. Well, I'm really fortunate that discount grocery stores like ding and dent types of stores are very, very common in Lancaster County. And so I have opted not to use coupons and not to spend my time clipping coupons and researching coupon deals because I'm able to save significantly by going to a discount grocery store. It just way less time, massive savings. I feel like I can trade one for the other very easily. Right. 
and that's an easy way for most people, I would think. Like, it seems like Aldi is in most places these days. It's not even a ding and dent, but that they're very economical. Um, you could even buy some things at the dollar store. For sure, those food periphery items like tinfoil and, and things that you might be buying at the grocery store. But you can get some things that are canned and juices and some of those snack sort of items there if you really want to pinch your pennies. Yeah, and you have some really great tips there. I agree with what you said specifically about meat and thinking about not making meat as the star of the show. If you're using it in something like a soup or a stew, you can stretch two chicken breasts in one thing of soup way further than if you were grilling chicken breasts for every member of your family or topping a salad with grilled chicken breasts, something like that, something where you're taking meat and you're just not quite having it be the star of the show. Mm -hmm. I like to make a lot of chef salads, which usually include like diced up lunch meat, like ham or turkey, or sometimes I'll even get a ham steak and dice that up to put on top. And yeah, if I was serving just ham steak to my family, I mean, that would really add up quickly, but I can take one ham steak and dice that up. And that's enough for us all to put on top of our salads versus getting you know, five ham steaks for all of us. Of course, there's other things that you can use like beans and lentils. And I specifically have two lentil recipes that I would encourage the awesomes to try. If you have never explored the world of lentils, they're like in the legume family. They're kind of like a bean, except they have a little bit more bite to them, as in they're not mushy. They're soft. They soften up. But they're not mushy like a baked bean would be or a lima bean. They're a lot smaller. They're like a little tiny like disc almost. And they really can take on the flavor of whatever you're seasoning them with. And they are super inexpensive, super inexpensive. I buy a bag of just like dried lentils and it's like less than two bucks or something for a bag. So... So the two recipes that I have that I would suggest for you, first, if you are willing to dive all in on lentils, is the recipe for curried lentils that I have on my website. It is lentils that are cooked in a beef broth with a bay leaf, and then you saute a lot of onion with butter, and you add in some powdered curry, and then transfer all of those cooked lentils into the seasoned curried butter onion mixture and then you serve that on top of rice it is incredibly filling it's really really flavorful because you're getting all of that punch from the curry some people think that curry can be really spicy but actually if you're using a curry powder you can really adjust how spicy things are my kids don't like things very spicy so I can really cut back on the, that and it still packs a lot of flavor without it actually having a lot of heat to it. But if you want to amp up the heat, you can certainly do that. And then you're eating it over rice. Incredibly feeling. It sounds disgusting and it kind of looks disgusting. Yeah, that's the thing about lentils. I'm I, feel like. yeah. I think a lot of kids will be like, oh, and then when you yeah. taste it, you have to get over the way it looks. That's what I was going to say is that it kind of looks disgusting or sounds disgusting, but my, every single one of my kids likes it. Now, that's only three kids out of how many kids in the world that I can give a testimony that like this. <laughs> but I would say like 
give it a try. Like it might not be as bad as what you think it is. We actually all really, really like it. And then one thing that I have found is that I can double that recipe and I can actually freeze whatever leftovers we have and bring them out another day. And they thaw out and heat up really well, just fine. But if you're not quite willing to go full vegetarian, full in on the lentils, I have a baby step recipe for you to explore and then try. And that is sausage lentil rice skillet. So it's a one dish meal. You're not even having to make rice in a separate container, which is super nice. You're going to get one of those pounds of Italian sausage. And I think you can get that at the store. I mean, maybe with the rising get prices, I'm not sure exactly how much it is, but I think typically I would spend $4 or less on like a pound of sausage. It's the kind that you cut the end off and you squeeze it all out. It doesn't have the casing on it. And you're going to saute that with some onion. And then you're going to add in lentils and rice and chicken broth, some green pepper. You're going to let that all simmer together so that the rice and the lentils soften up. And then you can top it with chopped tomato, which I don't because I think fresh tomatoes are disgusting, and a sprinkle of cheese. And it's really, really good. It's so simple. And the individual ingredients are actually very inexpensive, but it has a lot of flavor to it. So we'll have links for both of those in the show notes. And the curry lentil recipe specifically comes, it's an adaptation from one of my favorite cookbooks, which is called The More With Less Cookbook. This is a cookbook that focuses on using less of the world's resources. And it has a little bit of a global flair to it. So it doesn't have recipes that call for really expensive cuts of meat or other really expensive ingredients. It's all about using really basic, simple stuff. And I have found that the recipes that are in that cookbook tend to be cheaper because of just the nature of the mindset behind the cookbook. Right. We're having more with less. The more with less cookbook. Yeah, that's really cool. I don't necessarily advise going out and buying a cookbook when you're trying to save money, but it's like an investment thing or you can often you can get cookbooks from the library, you know, and you just Mm -hmm. give it a try. I would be surprised if you would even like struggle to find them on the Internet. Like, I think if you would Google recipes from more or less cookbook that you would find some. I have a few of them on my blog that I have adapted and I can link some more of those in the show notes. But it's a really great cookbook for people who just kind of want to cut back. You want to just kind of have a more simple mindset to the food that you're eating. So I love that. Okay, I have got to tell you guys about this amazing new service that I found called FrameBridge. FrameBridge makes it easier and more affordable than ever to frame your favorite things without ever leaving the house. You can add a gallery wall to your home office. You could go and pick out the perfect gift to send from art prints and diplomas to those photos that are just sitting there on your phone. You can frame bridge just about anything. So here's how it works. You go to framebridge.com, you upload your photo, or they'll send you packaging to safely mail in your physical pieces. You preview your item online and dozens of frame styles and gallery wall layouts. You can choose your favorite or even get free recommendations from their talented designers. The experts at FrameBridge will custom frame your item and deliver your finished piece directly to your door, ready to hang. Instead of hundreds you'd pay at a framing store, their prices start at $39 and 
all shipping is free. Plus, you awesomes are going to get 15% off of your first order at framebridge.com when you use my code awesome. Now, all of you awesomes know how much I love my cloud pictures. And yes, everyone loves to tease me about it. But those pictures bring me so much joy. I actually chose one of them to have framed by Framebridge and it turned out gorgeous. It makes my heart so happy every time I see it. So you guys get started today. Frame your photos or send someone the perfect gift. Go to framebridge.com and use promo code awesome to save an additional 15% off of your first order. Just go to framebridge.com, promo code awesome, framebridge.com, promo code awesome. Okay, we are just coming out of round one of birthday season in our house where three of our five kids have birthdays within two weeks. You know, as a mom, I'm always looking for ways to make birthday party planning a lot more awesome which is why I love using Evite. Evite offers thousands of free invitation templates for every birthday theme, all fully customizable. You can choose a design created by their community of professional artists, or you can even upload your own unique design. From princess and unicorn parties to superhero and dinosaur celebrations, Evite has a hand-illustrated invitation for every little one. So whether your kid's party includes a pool party, a bowling alley, maybe a bouncy house, Evite offers free and premium online birthday invitations to complement all kinds of kids' birthday party activities. And it just takes a few minutes to create and send invitations to everyone on your guest list. Then parents can RSVP for themselves and their kids. You get RSVP tracking in real time. You can set up what to bring lists, gifting options. You can even link to an Amazon or Target gift registry for your guests to use too. And bonus, you don't have to stress over whether or not your kid passed those invitations out to their friends at school. My absolute favorite thing about using Evite for kiddo birthday parties is how cute the designs are and how easy they are to customize. It makes me feel like I've accomplished something really big that it only takes a few minutes to do. Make your little one's birthday party the big deal that it is. Find amazing, beautiful, one-of-a-kind designs in minutes for free. Head over to evite.com slash awesome to get started. That's E-V-I-T-E dot com slash awesome, evite.com slash awesome. Okay, so I have a couple recipes that I thought of that, but what you said, it just, it made me think. I think Italian sausage, which I can even buy like at the Target Superstore. So you can even get just ground sausage. It's not even in the links. It's just like the actual stuff they saw, you know, like that they would put in a link. So it's even one step easier. And you're right. It's probably maybe $5.50 a pound. But I can make like the lasagna soup, which is on my website. We could link to that again if people don't know about it. That calls for a pound of sausage. And I can feed my whole family with that. And I have a family of six, including three teenagers and a 11-year-old boy who thinks he's a teenager. You know, so like it's, we're going to eat it all and it has lots of other things in it. So I don't know that it's necessarily the cheapest soup, but really soups and stews are a great way to stretch meat if you want to keep focusing and keep having meat as a part of your diet. So one soup that I have made, and this goes back to what you'd said, that is on my website, it's called chicken spinach soup with barley. It's just a, a chicken soup, which, you know what, it's so funny because chicken soup in every culture is a thing. Every culture that has access to chickens in some way has their own variety of chicken soup. And in fact, I've seen magazines, sometimes they'll be like chicken soup around the world. They'll have different types of chicken soups. So this is kind of a classic, just normal chicken soup, but instead of noodles, so it's got some chicken that you're cutting up, um, the celery, the onions, the carrots, but then it has barley. 
Barley is another grain that you can buy that's super cheap. So they call, this particular recipe calls for quick cooking barley, which I used to be able to find in stores and I find it harder to find, but you can still just buy what's normal pearled barley, a bag, like a pound bag for a couple of dollars, and you're going to use very little of it. And I just cook it separate from the soup and then add it in at the end because it's going to take longer to cook than you're going to want all the rest of the soup ingredients to cook. So I'll just cook it in some water and then I'll add it in at the end. But it does that beefing up of something where just like you're talking about with the rice, you put this barley in a soup and it's got some heft, it's got some stick to it and then. And then this particular one at the end, you also put in some fresh spinach. You could leave that out if that's expensive because sometimes fresh spinach can be, but it just gives it that nice little green freshness thing to it. So I love that. The other one that I wanted to suggest, and it's a lot like yours, Rebecca, is also a sausage and bean on rice. And it's something that I've adapted from a recipe that was Martha Stewart. She actually put this out there as a smoky black bean soup with sausage. And she was using a link sausage. So this is, again, I'm returning to where I was saying that I often use like a smoked sausage. I actually get a big pack of smoked sausages with made with roasted garlic from Costco. But you can get one of those links of kielbasa, anything like that. And the cool thing about this is that she is using for this recipe, and again, it's supposed to be a soup, but what we found the first time I made it is that it's pretty thick. And when I made just one recipe's worth of it, it wasn't enough to feed my family. So we were like, let's put it on rice <laughs> to stretch oh, it out smart. further. And we loved it that way. We were like, this is so good. So it uses that sausage. You cut it up into little coins and you cook those in some oil so they get nice and crispy. And then it's got some more oil in the pan and you put in, I do some onions and I think a little garlic and some celery, which cooks down. My kids hate celery. So I always have to be really like judicious. How recognizable is this going to be in the end? Like if you're cooking celery with like in smaller pieces with onion, usually they're not going to know it's there at the end. And then you put in like a can, or I've been making it a double recipe, a couple of cans of Rotel, basically. So you've got the tomatoes with those chilies, um, some spices. And then she has you use two cans of black beans, which right there, that's a lot cheaper than going out to eat, right? But you could even make that more economical if you wanted to, because you can get a bag of dried black beans that you could cook yourself and have them on hand. So you could do it that way. And then you put those in and you just kind of let it simmer down. You put the sausage back in at the end, or you could serve this bean stew on top of your rice and just sprinkle a few sausages on top if people don't like the sausage, because you could make it go further that way. You could decide how much sausage everybody gets, and it's almost like a bacon on top of a salad. Like, it's not the whole point. It's just there to add a little flavor. But you guys, it's so good. And I feel like even using canned beans is, canned beans aren't that expensive for like you just said, feeding your family like a bigger dinner. If I'm going to cook with a chuck roast or something, my goodness, my family can eat so much meat. Like I, what did I make the night? It was like a pork something. It was a pork stew and it was three and a half pounds of meat. And they were like, we're still hungry. I was like, you guys, I just, it was a lot of food. That was, it took heft to lift it out of the sink. So, it, you know, they, they can eat a lot of food is what I'm saying when it's just like a meat centric dinner. So finding ways yeah. to make it cheaper and still taste good. I think that's the thing, right? Is that we're not just looking to be like, here, people eat gruel. That is cost effective. <laughs> but we're trying to find that happy middle ground. So those are a few recipes from Rebecca and I. But of course, 
we will be asking in the Hangout group this week and have you guys share recipes that you have discovered that are both yummy, interesting to your family, and not costing you a lot of money. So, I don't know, Rebecca, anything else? I think we did it. I think so, too. I think we did it. This is so fun. I love getting to do shows with just you, even though I miss Meg and our thoughts and our prayers are certainly with her. It's fun to talk to you and the awesomes. So thank you guys so much for your questions and for just being a part of this conversation. If you would like to continue the conversation with either one of us, Rebecca, where can they find you? Well, my website is simplyrebecca.com and my favorite place to hang out on social media is Instagram at simplyrebecca. Right. And you can find me at Kelly Gordon MN on both Twitter and Instagram. And my website is kellygordonmn.com as well. And we will have links to these recipes and all the different things that we've talked about in the show notes. Until then, when we hope Meg is back next time, I am Kelly Gordon and Rebecca Hoffer. Thanks for being awesome. See y'all next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.